Hi guys, welcome back. I explained what the crack was last week, so just hop back to episode one for a bit of background, but basically I'm breaking down each track from the album to look at. And a reminder that if you dig what you hear, go to dmajor7s.com and hop on my mailing list. Okay, let's get into it. Track two, When It All Runs Out. This song was originally called When the Oil Runs Out, and it started off as a commentary on the oil situation in Venezuela, which is pretty specific, I know. It was written on my first of several visits there. I was aware that I was writing a, a socially conscious song, and I was trying not to sound too preachy, so I preferred to follow Marvin Gaye's example of asking a question rather than acting like I have the answers. His songs, What's Going On? So you can see Where are we going? Are so much more powerful because they ask the question, they make the listener think for themselves, and so that's the vibe I was going for. What you gonna do when it all runs out? What you gonna do when it all runs out? Since the song was written in Venezuela, I wanted to feature some Venezuelan voices at the beginning. I asked my wife Rosa and her friends, and I also put the call out on social media. One of the voices featured was an Irish-based Venezuelan who preferred to remain anonymous, as they were being critical of the current government. The first voice you hear, though, is Rosa's. Hi, my name is Rosa Parozzi. I am from Venezuela and I am Danny's wife. So when Danny asked me to um, record something about my country, I didn't know what to say. There are so many things happening at the moment in Venezuela that, I don't know, it was too much information. So I just focused in the positive because that's what I hold in my heart. I miss so much my country. Um, my country is a beautiful place. It's always warm, sunny, people are amazing, food is incredible. And I hope to be back one day. So seven years ago, I went back to visit my family and they invited Danny to meet him and also to show him a little bit of the culture, the country, everything. I remember I took Danny for a hike we went to a place that I used to go every single day when I was living there. It's called El Cerro de Maracay, El Cerro del Hotel Maracay, actually. And it's a mountain that um, people hike. And when you are at the top, you can see the whole city. It's absolutely beautiful. And I took him to um, the mountain and the whole way Danny was just singing that melody all over and over again and I have to ask a friend of mine to 
lent us his guitar and Danny could take the song out of his head at least for a while um, so while he was in, in the hamaca um, the hammock at front of my mom's house he, I remember he was recording that melody and few few words that he had in mind and um, I think during the whole trip I think he was in Venezuela for 15 days the whole trip he had the song in his mind until we came back to Ireland where he started to work a little bit more on the song for the verses I was thinking about a, a two chord vamp a bit like the creator has a master plan um, I love the version by the Soul Jazz Orchestra. Yeah, there's definitely a contrast with the subject matter and the brightness of the music. A big part of that is down to the acoustic guitar. I'm Paddy Gurland. I go by the artist's name of Paj. I play guitar in Danny G in the Major Sevenths. And I'm also Danny's brother. I play electric guitar in the major sevenths and I did so up until this song, When It All Runs Out. The reason for that is Danny wanted a Latin feel for this song and for me it had to be really the acoustic guitar. In fact, it's an electroacoustic nylon string guitar. I love Brazilian music and I've I've gone quite deep into into that world so it's all, all of that music is composed on the nylon string guitar so that'd be like my my comfort zone actually a little bit more than the electric guitar so i was delighted to uh to to be given that brief and kind of went to town on that actually <laughs> so yeah the reference was a brazilian artist called joyce moreno and it reads like joyce as in james joyce Yeah, that song is Aldea de Ogum. Technically, what's happening is there's two nylon string guitars. One is panned very much to the left, and the other one is to the right. So it gives this like massive sounding space. Just your your psychoacoustic sense of space is huge. You can kind of have a bit of fun with it as well. I took it another step further, where you deliberately play different chord inversions between the two parts. So I'm playing one type of a chord, for instance, on the left, and then another type of A chord on the right. But it's it becomes quite like colorful then you know so yeah I had lots of fun with that and uh, obviously it's not something you can reproduce on the stage but we're in the studio so let's have fun in the studio <laughs> the intro to the song was definitely inspired by Lionel Lueke I'm not actually fretting the string so that means I'm not really fully pressing the string into the fret so that it makes a, a sound a resonating sound but you just hear the and so that's a muted note. In your right ear, you're going to hear some of that um, 
triplet kind of stuttery thing. It goes from and then that explodes back into By the time you get to the last chorus in a song, you often just copy parts from a previous chorus because you don't want it to be too different and you're going to spend lots of time redoing it, possibly anyway. I copied the part, which is like, it's just like a timeline, you know, and you're dragging something from left to right and copying it. So I accidentally dragged it a little bit too far. And then it was, yeah, we got a happy accident with the rhythm. So the the chorus rhythm. Dragged it a bit too far, so it's one beat off, which sounded wrong at first, but then I was like, that actually sounds like something else. And it still sounds Latin, but it sounds a little bit different. So it's like three, four. It's pretty hard to do because it's kind of unnatural, but um then I heard the track finished and Danny had uh, given that same rhythm to the horns, which I thought was just amazing. Really, that's my favorite part of the track now. Happy accidents. Don't fix your mistakes too quickly. <laughs> you never know what might happen. Another musical element that makes this track stand out from the rest of the album is the percussion. I wanted a real South American flavour. Celia Cruz, Hector Lavoe, Gloria Estefan. Ken threw in a cuica sample and Dennis went to town on the percussion. Hi, my name is Dennis Cassidy. I play drums and percussion for Danny G in the Major Sevens. So the idea behind the drums and percussion on this track, um, I definitely based the kit part um, fairly heavily on like 90s acid jazz, like Jamiroquai, brand new heavies, that type of thing. Um, so it's got like double time hi-hats playing 16 notes all the way through. Um, they're quite light and bouncy and they kind of propel the track. And then the kind of 70s fusion, like Latin disco fusion of like Joe Batan and Eddie Palmieri, um, where there's like solid drum kit parts, but with amazing percussion, like really fiery Latin percussion, like timbales and cowbells, shakers, and it creates an amazing, really full sound. influences for this track were Erica Badu Penitentiary Philosophy from the Mama's Gun album um, so there's a great intro on that where the um, there's a, a dialogue 
coming back and forth and panning left and right all over the place and then percussion just kind of comes in and out. Again, pans with the with the way that the um, the dialogue is going, and then builds and builds and builds and builds until the full beat comes in. Um, so that was kind of the idea with the construction of the percussion parts and the drum set on the intro. When it kicks in, then like. I just brought down a big box of percussion down to the studio and when we recorded we just had a lot of fun and you know there's cowbells there there's loads of shakers there's loads of shells there's homemade percussion stuff that I built myself um I wanted to have that latin flavor but unfortunately I didn't I I don't own a set of timbales or a set of congas so I've got a, a pair of pretty beat up bongo drums that I use um, and just tune them really high and play them with sticks and put a towel over them and kind of, I think I double tracked them on a couple of things. Um, and then I have a set of old rototoms, which are the, these drums that you tune by twisting them effectively, like you, t- you, you tune them by rotating the, the, the actual shell of the drum. And they're very 70 sounding, like Van Halen used them a lot and a lot of fusion guys used them. Um, but when you crank them really high, they sound quite close to timbales, kind of, and they really suited the track. So there's a lot of those on there. There's a kind of a call and response thing between the two um, on certain sections, and you can kind of hear them sticking out. The brass parts were played by Bill Blackmore on trumpet and Mason McMillan on sax. The horns are so important in this song. They answer the vocals in the chorus and then they set the tone in the middle, darker section with chaotic jazzy solos. And then they have their own instrumental section in three-part harmony before the last verse, before syncing up with the guitar in the final chorus. Hi there, I'm Mason McMillan. I play tenor saxophone. I play with... uh the Bionic Rats, Intersgalactic, Tantra Bebe, to name a few. Uh, up until recently, I'd play with uh, Yuli, uh, sometimes Nilo, and recently formed a uh, six-piece brass band called the New Brass Kings that, were, that I'm playing with primarily. And, of course, Danny G and the Major Sevenths. I first met Danny, well, I actually heard of Danny, uh, after playing with Patty like several times in like various bands and stuff, I think, and I think it was a wedding gig that Danny was standing in for. I've already heard of the Groenlands, the the uh, I don't know an ad- an addition to the longstanding Dublin City music uh, mythos, I guess. Um, I think he was. I think he stood in. I'm like, oh, oh, this, oh, this guy's cool. This guy's got a nice vibe. I like him. Oh wow, he plays flute too, like a like a boss. It was really cool. Um, so the new song, yeah, he, Danny dropped me up to Ken McCabe's, and I just want to give big props to Ken McCabe because he's an absolute wizard. He 
it was it was the most efficient recording session I think I've ever been in. He was just extremely fast. It, it like you could really tell that he was a musician himself, and that it was just like oh yeah, knew exactly where to drop me in, and uh, you know, knew exactly where to call it. Danny was uh, of course right there, you know, silently judging. Uh, telling me to telling me to hit some harmonies uh, with the amazing Bill Blackmore. The song itself, yeah, I, I like I was I was I sat in on the when it all runs out video after not hearing the song before and not like not really knowing what to do in those ch- in those changes. They're fun changes though. I'm, I'm I'm glad I kind of like found my found my feet. I didn't think I nailed it in the video, and typical that there's video evi- evidence. Um, I really, I think we after three or four passes of the solo in the recording of the album, I think we finally got it. I'm pretty happy with it. just those those changes are really nice they i I love the instrumental bit in the uh, in the middle got Danny's got some great ideas he did give me my charts a a tone down which wasn't too bad but I did have to live transpose and that I felt pretty I felt pretty accomplished uh about how quickly I did that so I don't know that's something I love I love the song itself I love what it's I love what it's about you know fuck big oil (laughs) I love how I, I I find it awesome uh i really like it when uh art especially music can be both enjoyable and charming uh but also be subversive and challenging in character i'm really i'm really glad it sounds as good as it does and that his heart's in the right place so and it was a pleasure playing on it i mean i'm really glad i got i'm really glad i got the call and danny thought of me and all these other absolute weapons that are on uh, that are on the album some things about venezuela just didn't make sense to me for example oil was basically free but there were no essential products in supermarkets or the country was rich but many people lived in poverty and around the time I was writing, I, I learned about climate change and why poverty exists and the reasons behind why countries go to war, you know, all of these things. I ended up changing the title to When It All Runs Out because the song became about more, much more than just Venezuela's relationship with oil. This is a global problem and it is all, we are all connected. So the song became a plea to world leaders or anyone basically in positions of power 
to think long-term. We're getting closer to the end It gets harder to pretend Harder and harder Well, at least we'll say we try If we make it out alive At the time, Venezuela wasn't that bad, but um, like poverty is something that has been there f always. And I think he couldn't explain himself why a rich country, the richest country in the world, was at the same time so poor. Um, I'm really happy he focused, he had that um, idea to kind of protest with a song and show a little bit to you know, Ireland and whoever is listening or whoever is going to listen to the song that nothing is forever. Despite the the heavy questions posed, the music is kind of upbeat, positive. There is a defiance in the lyrics and I wanted the chorus to be a bit of a call to action, you know. It's like we're in this together. If this song makes you angry, that's okay. If it makes you angry enough to want to take action to affect change, no matter how small that change may seem, that's even better. And if you just want to vibe to the groove, then that's totally fine too. I'll see you next time for track three. This is When It All Runs Out by Danny G and the Major Sevens. Yeah. Mi mamá, tiene todo, el clima perfecto, el calor, el calor.